Hi, this is David. Welcome to the Stream of David. I'm here to share my success in overcoming my resistance and allowing the manifestation of my desires on almost every topic. Money, career, weight loss, relationships, and just general happiness. I'm here to share my experience channeling a stream of consciousness I call the Stream. They have a unique perspective and excellent guidance on many of today's difficult topics, including politics and religion. I'll also pause, get into a meditative state, and allow them to speak directly to you. For those of you that think this is weird or total bullshit, I completely get it, but I do encourage you to listen with an open mind. I had the same thoughts the first time I listened to the Abraham Hicks material, but it ended up changing my life in every way. After I began meditating and allowing these changes to come to me, people would ask what I was doing differently. I'd lost weight, I looked happier, I was making more money, I got out of a bad relationship. Uh, my entire life transformed as a result of my connecting to Abraham Hicks and more importantly connecting to my spiritual self and doing these daily meditations. I told them about the channel material. It was always met with skepticism, of course. People thought I was insane for listening to somebody going to a trance and meditating uh, dead people, basically. But I told them, just have an open mind, listen to the material. That's what, exactly what I did, and when I followed it, my life changed. You're not going to hear me talk a lot about the Abraham material after this initial podcast, simply because I don't think that I need to repeat what they already say. There's a ton of information out there from Abraham. I think it's fantastic. I encourage anyone to listen to it uh, and open their mind to it. Uh, but what I'm going to be focusing on is something a little different, sort of an after Abraham or next phase uh, train of thought. I was first told about Abraham back in 2005 by a psychic medium named Hazel Burley in Casadega, Florida. If you've never heard of Casadega, it's a spiritual encampment between Orlando and Daytona, Florida. I was living north of Orlando at the time, and a couple of people had turned me on to it because I was really looking to connect with a, a psychic, but I wanted somebody who was authentic. That was very, very important to me because I'd been to a couple of good psychics at that point and more than my uh, share of really bad fake psychics at that point, in my opinion. I was told that the psychics and the mediums uh, in Casadega were the real deal. Uh, that they were authentic, and I heard about this woman named Hazel, and I was told it was Hazel in the Pink House because there were two Hazels, but Hazel in the Pink House was fantastic, and I needed to reach out to her. So I made an appointment, and I have to tell you that she was booked out quite uh, quite a few weeks in appointment. She was very popular and only did a few readings a day. She was an elderly woman at the time. And I had had these dreams prior to going to Casadega. I had no idea what they were about, but I had this recurring dream of walking down this little country road, rounding a corner, and seeing this white uh, wooden church sitting beside a pond uh, in obviously small-town country-type setting. There was really nothing else around other than the church. And there was a certain way that the light was reflecting on the pond and coming through the trees. It was very, very specific and very vivid, and one of the few dreams that I could actually remember long after waking. I had this dream a few times, and sometimes... In the dream, church seemed to be in session. There were cars, there were cars parked all around the church, but no people. Uh, and other times it was completely empty. I was the only person in view, no other animals or anything else, just the church, the lake, the trees, and the sunlight streaming through. So the day my appointment uh, with Hazel finally rolled around, uh, I went out to uh, Casadega with my then partner, Troy. Uh, we got there very early. Uh, we went and did a tarot card reading, which was horrible. It was complete BS. Uh, the person doing the reading 
uh, was was having a hard time uh, gra- grasping for anything that he could get uh, to connect with me, and it just wasn't working. Perhaps my energy was off. I don't know, but it was a, a terrible tarot card reading. Uh, and we had some uh, lunch at a little cafe, and then my appointment rolled around, and we decided to leave the car where it was and just walk over to the little house because it wasn't far within the small village. And I was shocked as I rounded a corner and saw this church that I've been dreaming about. To this day, I have no idea exactly what that meant. Obviously, I had a connection to Casadega. Uh, there was something in me that was uh, really wanting to go there. It was uh, you know, not really something, you know, going to a, a spiritual encampment uh, was not really part of my life at that time. You know, I was not uh, necessarily a New Age thinker. I wasn't reading any New Age books. I wasn't into crystals or patchouli or any of that kind of stuff. I still am not, uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, I was just kind of a regular guy, uh, but I definitely, you know, had these dreams and these experiences that I will uh, share with you uh, in future podcasts uh, that were very interesting and obviously supernatural. Uh, and for a long time, I identified as an atheist, but I think something was trying to tell me that there was, in fact, something more out there uh, than just atheism, which means, you know, you, you're born, you die, and that's it. So I went to my appointment with Hazel. She was a lovely lady in this small, older house with this little dog named Bilbo Baggins. And uh, my partner, Troy, sat out on her sun porch while I went in and did the reading. Uh, she had an interesting process. I was, I was very skeptical walking in uh, of any psychic, but especially of her process in the beginning, because she gave me these uh, Formica color chips, and she asked me to pick some colors for her, and then she asked me to give her a handwriting sample. So I kind of rolled my eyes, uh, at least internally, at this. Uh, but I went through the, the motions. You know, this was a birthday gift from my partner. Uh, it's something I was, you know, looking for. Uh, I had a friend that had passed away that I'd lost connection with, and I, I felt really guilty that I lost connection. He had uh, moved from Orlando to Southern California and uh, contracted uh, stomach cancer and ended up declining and passing away uh, very quickly. And this was a, a guy who was in really good shape. Uh, in his early 30s, that was just a wonderful person. And I allowed myself to sort of lose touch with him uh, in the depths of his illness. Uh, and I felt very guilty about that. I was really looking to make a connection. Uh, another thing that was really on my mind, though, was this whole law of attraction idea. I'd actually uh, thought I invented the law of attraction, <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, way back when I was a teenager, um, I'm, I'm guessing around 1982. Uh, I remember telling my brother we had grown up very poor. Uh, but we had grown up around a lot of people with money. Our uh, our stepmother had a lot of money, although we didn't live with her, or at least in our eyes at the time, uh, was from a wealthy family. Uh, I had an extended family that had money, but our immediate family, after my parents' divorce, we were quite poor. I remember my mother telling me one year that our income was under $8,000 a year, and this was back in the 80s. Um, so, you know, grew up uh, with kind of a, a rough childhood, uh, definitely in a, a semi-poverty uh, situation. We always had a roof over our heads. Uh, but we didn't have a lot of the things that people around us did. And I remember telling my brother that we needed to, to to change our way of thinking, that we needed to think like we had money and act like we had money. Because I kind of felt like at the time that people around us that had money sort of acted rich and thought rich and therefore were rich. And in our household, you know, our mother always talked about how we didn't have anything, we wouldn't have anything, we couldn't afford it. And I felt like that just perpetuated that life. I have no idea where that was coming from at that age. I do recall my older brother looking at me like I was absolutely insane. Uh, so that was the last time we ever talked about that. But I sort of started 
living that way. And this was junior high. Uh, you know, by the time I was in high school, a lot of the kids in high school thought I was wealthy. I dressed very well. I drove a brand new car, yet I lived in this minimum wage household. And I'll get more into that uh, at some other time. Uh, but anyway, so I thought I invented this law of attraction. And this was just before The Secret um, had come out and just before um, the, the writer, uh, the people that participated in The Secret were on Oprah. So I don't know if I'd heard something about that or why this was on my mind. But I remember asking this psychic about the law of attraction. And she pulled out uh, this Abraham Hicks book and was telling me about it. Uh, and she told me that the reason I was interested in it is because I had the ability to do the same thing that they did, that I could channel. Well, of course, at that point, my uh, reasons for wanting to be involved with the law of attraction or learn about the law of attraction or having anything to do with it were purely selfish. I wanted more money. I wanted to live better. I wanted better health. Um, you know, The idea of channeling sounded absolutely insane to me, even sitting in front of a psychic. Uh, and the idea of me doing anything like that was was very, very foreign, sounded just weird and bizarre and something I wasn't really into. I have to tell you, too, that um, the name Abraham really turned me off in the beginning because it sounded biblical. You know, I'd been raised in a, in a Christian upbringing and it spent some time in a, in a very um, extreme Baptist uh, Baptist church in the South and uh, with some very extreme views on a lot of things uh, that I'll share in the future um, and so, you know, for a long time in my twenties and early thirties, I identified as an atheist. So anything that sounded biblical to me, um, was a big turnoff. I was also, and still am gay. And, uh, you know, the, the Christian community is not always the friendliest to, uh, my people. And so that at that time to me was a big turnoff as well. So anything that sounded biblical or Christian, I didn't want any part of it. And I think that's why I didn't really, um, get into it at all at that time. My reading ended up being amazing. In fact, uh, to this day, uh, the, the most amazing reading I've ever had. She really, uh, with those color chips and that handwriting sample, uh, tuned into me very quickly. She, uh, The first thing that she channeled for me or the first thing that she um, connected with as a medium was a dog that had passed away, um, a chocolate lab that I had named Jordan. And I did not even come in thinking about Jordan. There's no way that she could have known about Jordan. You know, certainly there was nothing uh, in any of our conversation about any dog. I was not expecting this, but this is a dog that I'd end up giving away in my early 20s. And, and again, I felt a lot of guilt around that. Uh, but I did find a better home for her, and it was the best thing for her. Uh, but of course, there was a lot of guilt. And she had passed away, I'm sure, by this time. She would have been, you know, close to 20 years old. And, uh, you know, the dog coming through and uh, Hazel telling me that the dog loved me and that un she understood what I did and appreciated what I did for her was just, you know, an amazing experience because I wasn't expecting it. My friend Michael uh, Poli also came through that day uh, very clear and she knew a lot of things about him and about our relationship and wanted to know that uh, he was saying hello to me, uh, which made me feel a lot better. Uh, and then, the, you know, the other thing was this ability to channel. And there was a couple of other things as well. And she even had some information from my partner who was you know, sitting in the next room. So it was a fantastic reading and a wonderful experience. And I ended up seeing her a couple of more times. I did a phone uh, reading with her after I moved to Seattle, uh, referred people to her. I, I thought she was just, you know, absolutely amazing. So after the reading, I, I really, as I said, didn't uh, even think about uh, the Abraham material or the name Abraham again for many years. I ended up, um, you know, continuing to have a really good life. I uh, got uh, promoted and moved to Seattle, Washington. Um, 
listened to uh, certainly a lot of information regarding The Secret. I did see the episode. I didn't watch many Oprah Winfrey episodes, but I just happened to be home one day when Oprah was on. And uh, that was the episode that she had regarding the uh, the secret and uh, the writers of the secret. So it really hit home for me that you know the law of attraction was a real thing. I was sort of already living the life, understanding that I created my own reality. I'd manifested a lot of positive things, uh, but I was really looking to do even more. And, and one of the ways that I used these teachings was in my business. Uh, I was in uh, retail uh, management at the time. And I had a lot of commission salespeople working for me. And, and I had been a commission salesperson at one time and actually used uh, law of attraction uh, thinking uh, to, to get my own success uh, in sales. So I would share uh, some of these techniques that I had developed. And, you know, being a little careful about it because a lot of times if you go into a work scenario and you tell people that you're you know, teaching the law of attraction, uh, that kind of dips into religious beliefs and things like that. And, you know, in a corporate environment, you can certainly get yourself into trouble uh, going around preaching these things or teaching these things to people. So I had to, I developed a way to talk about it uh, and to really teach certain techniques. And it was more power of positive thinking. I, was, I framed it that way. Uh, but it, it, it worked for a lot of people. And that was one of the things I really enjoyed about my job is seeing people that worked for me becoming very successful as a result of, uh, of our partnership uh, and the teachings that I brought to their position. So around 2010, after one of these training meetings, uh, one of the employees uh, in our uh, Redmond, Washington location uh, approached me and asked if I had ever heard of Abraham Hicks. And I remember saying, you know, I think I've heard that name. I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I really haven't uh, paid attention to it. And um, I remember her telling me that oh, well, this is, you know, the, kind of the origin of of law of attraction. This is where it all comes from. And you really need to, to read the Abraham Hicks books and listen to the tapes. And she actually brought me some tapes, some CDs uh, that she had. It was the, the original recordings uh, of Esther when she first started channeling Abraham and Jerry Hicks would sit down with her and interview her on all of these topics, or I should say interview Abraham on all of these different topics. Uh, and it really kind of covered everything. And it really hit home for me. And that's when I really started uh, a daily meditation practice. Uh, and it, you know, it took a little time, but certainly um, that original material uh, I thought was absolutely fantastic. And of course, since then, I've you know, attended some seminars and I've listened to them off and on um, you know, since 2010. This was before Jerry Hicks passed away. Uh, so you know, I think I got into the Abraham material at a, at a very good time and it has been very, very helpful to me. Around 2014, uh, three to four years into uh, my uh, paying attention to the Abraham Hicks material, uh, I noticed that my meditations had become much more intense. I'd already had what I called my great awakening, uh, you know, where I feel the energy flowing through me in these meditations. Uh, you know, the energy would enter through the crown of my head and, and shoot down my body, or it could enter the, uh, around the base of my spine and shoot up through my body, um, and flow. And I certainly knew when I was connected to source and, uh, you know, when I was having a, a fantastic meditative experience. Um, but around 2014, they intensified, uh, a lot of things happened. Uh, you know, I'd gotten out of my long-term relationship that was no longer serving either of us. Uh, again, I had lost 70 pounds, uh, money was certainly flowing in a positive way. 
Uh, really, my, my confidence had increased quite a bit. Uh, it's sort of like all of the things that I was already living became even uh, more intensified in 2010 when I when I discovered Abraham Hicks. And around 2014 seemed to be another milestone point where I really became aware that something uh, was trying to communicate uh, through me, not just with me. It was, it was a difference. Uh, this was about the time I developed what I call a catch in my throat. Uh, you'll probably hear me um, with all my ums and ands and, and, and things uh, just speaking to you <clears throat> on this podcast. This little catch that I have that I just did, that's something that I do a lot. I don't even realize that I do it. But I developed that around 2014. This little cough uh, sort of under my breath that I do quite frequently uh, in my throat. It's like something is hung up in my throat. And I'm not ill in any way. It's just something that, that started happening. And it was around the same time that I realized that when I got into a deep meditation, when I was really uh, what I call it the, the highest vibration that I can access, um, that I felt this additional energy coming uh, to me, entering through my left jaw, down through uh, the left side of my neck into my throat. And I realized um, that, that something was trying to communicate using my voice. And I don't know how else to describe that. Unless you've experienced it, you probably think I'm insane and, and don't know what I'm talking about. But uh, just trust me, it, it, it did happen uh, and it's continued to happen. And I will tell you too, as a little side note, that I had a lot of things in my life, just uh, even though my life was going well, uh, the house we moved into um, around 2007, 2008 uh, in Bellevue, Washington, uh, we had a lot of issues in this house and it all seemed to center around me. Uh, and I really thought, uh, you know, for the first time I was living in a haunted house, there was just a lot of increased energy around me. Um, you know, things, um, more than going bump in the night, you know, footsteps in the house, noises, uh, lights turning on and off, uh, just crazy stuff that I'd never really experienced before, uh, anywhere near that level. And uh, a couple of things that were specific to me uh, that I noticed, it always seemed to happen on a Sunday when I was at home, sometimes alone, uh, you know, the house would just go insane. But uh, a, a picture fell over right in front of me one day. And, you know, we had a cat, but the cat was asleep. Uh, in, the, in the next room, there was, you know, no tremor of an earthquake or anything like that. I was just sitting, uh, probably watching television on a Sunday, who knows. And, you know, there was a, a bookcase next to me in my uh, family room. And this picture, I, I heard this noise and I looked over and I saw it move. Uh, and then right after it moved, I was kind of staring at it and I saw it fall forward over right in front of me. And I was shocked to see that it was a picture of me as a child. So you know, I became aware that there were some things going on around me that I was probably manifesting. Uh, I ended up having somebody come and do a cleanse of my house and again, something I wasn't totally into, but by this point, it was becoming really annoying and creepy and, um, you know, didn't enjoy coming home every day um, to all these things going on. So I kind of feel like this was sort of a, a building of momentum around me in my energy field um, that kind of led up to this. And, you know, when I started, once we did the cleanse and I started meditating and I discovered Abraham in 2010, all of this stuff uh, just vanished and it really became more about my connection uh, to source. So I started having this energy, you know, come into my, uh, the left side of my face, into my throat, and it took a lot of trial and error. When I finally figured out that something was trying to speak through me, I began uh, recording it on, a, on an app on my uh, iPhone. And I would sit for, you know, 30, 40 minutes sometimes just feeling like this 
almost like I was vomiting from my vocal cords. Sorry for the graphic, but uh, you know that's probably the best way to describe it. That something was just trying to come out, uh, and and it was very odd. In the beginning, it was this voice that sounded like some stupid horror movie fake voice, um, but it was you know I realized that it, it it was trying to learn how to use my vocal cords. And again, I don't know how to describe it any better than that. It was speaking through me and really trying to learn to use my voice. And a few times I really just kind of let go all of my resistance and it came out as this high pitched squeal, a noise that I don't think I was capable of really making on my own. I couldn't produce it now for you if I, if I had to. Um, so trial and error, you know, from, uh, 2014, I would say until 2016 of just practicing this stuff, a lot of uh, blank recording um, before I could really start uh, speaking in my own voice and sort of having this conversation. Around 2016 last year, uh, at this point, um, I began really being able to get into a, a what I call a cadence with this this information and this voice where I can speak to you pretty much the way I'm speaking to you right now. Uh, but I know that the information is, is coming from uh, source, what I call the stream. Um, a little slower, you know, a little more deliberate. Um, it takes a little time. And, and the longer I go in these sessions, the more it just kind of becomes uh, a normal uh, cadence and tone in my voice. Uh, but it's really interesting. And I've developed a, a, a way of setting intentions with them and having them come forth and, uh, and answer questions, you know, listening to the old Abraham material, you know, Jerry was always there asking, uh, Esther, uh, I don't have anybody in my life right now that would really be interested in doing something like that. Uh, I am married, I'm remarried to somebody else. Um, but you know, he's not really interested in, uh, in, in playing with this. Uh, you know, he takes it seriously. He knows I'm serious about it, but it's not something that he's really into. And I certainly don't want to drag him into something that he's not into. So I really don't have, the person, you know, sitting next to me the way Esther Hicks did to ask these questions at this point. That's why I'm doing this podcast. I want to start channeling. I want to start putting some, um, some very common questions out there. And then I want to start receiving, uh, emails from all of you that are listening, uh, with questions and, and, and setting the intention to answer these questions and answering your questions on future podcasts. I think, I think that would be a fun way to get started. And then, uh, you know, hopefully I'll be ready uh, fairly soon to actually sit and, and take live questions from somebody. I do look forward to being able to do something like that. I have no idea if I'll ever do this on the level that Esther Hicks is doing it or Abraham. I'm not necessarily looking for anything like that at this point. I just want to put it out there. I feel like I have this ability. It's come to me for a reason. In fact, I have, uh, quote unquote, spoken with them, set the intention. And they have told me that, you know, they are coming here and communicating through me. Uh, because I'm very open to it, uh, because I have a lot of uh, interesting life experience to share. I can share my own life experience in overcoming, uh, you know, poverty, um, disability, uh, divorce, death, uh, you know, all sorts of things that I have dealt with in my life. Drug addiction. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of things that I can tell you about that I have personally experienced. Uh, that I have been able to overcome and live a very happy, productive life. Uh, I think that that's one of the reasons that they're coming to me. Uh, also, uh, you know, they, they've made it clear that they they channel through many different uh, channels. Uh, there are a lot of people that are able to do this sort of thing. I'm not that unique in that in that regard. Uh, but they choose channels based on whom they're they're who they're trying to reach. 
Um, you know, that there's a certain audience out there that is asking or desires a connection that and they're having trouble making that connection on their own. And they have questions, sort of these big life questions uh, to ask. And that although uh, there are certainly people out there like Esther Hicks or Jay-Z Knight or many others that are, you know, currently uh, channeling, that it takes more than one channel to reach uh, everyone who's asking because the, the appeal, appeal is not the same. Uh, there's sort of, a, I guess, a branding that's going on here that, um, you know, some people are very attracted to Ramtha and uh, Jay-Z Knight and the message that, that Ramtha is putting out. And some people are attracted to Esther Hicks and uh, the Abraham message. I will tell you that I've experienced both. And I really obviously um, found the Abraham uh, material very appealing. And I know there are many others, uh, Seth, Theo, and, and just to name a few. Uh, that are doing this or have done this in recent history, and there's a lot of information out there. And I have determined that you know the stream is 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 pretty much the same stream. There's no different brands, just like there are no different brands of God out there. Uh, it's it's sort of all the same consciousness. And there's a blending that occurs with the channel, and you're getting you know the the channels. Um, I don't want to say version of their uh, consciousness, but certainly there's some influence there because there's some differences in the, in the way that these um, that these entities come forth. You know, I, I think the message is, is very similar, but I think uh, different people need different things, and that's why there are different channels. Anyway, uh, I've prattled on for 25 minutes, so I am going to pause, and I will come back, and I will uh, introduce you to the stream and the intention I'm setting today is for them just to share with you why they're, why they're here uh, and what they can do for you and, and what role they can play in your life if it's something that you want to, uh, to allow. I'll be right back. We are here, David. We are here. To communicate with the collective, those who are asking, those who view this as a troubled time those who wish to connect to their source, those who are seeking relief from a power greater than them. We are coming through this channel. We are energy. We are the stream of energy the origin of all creation. We are omnipresent and omniscient. We are ever expanding and increasing in velocity. 
as your world is ever expanding and increasing in velocity. The velocity of mankind has increased and will continue to increase. This causes great expansion, but due to the polarity of your universe, the expansion also causes contraction, and the pulling effect causes great discord that drives many to seek connection with each other and with their source. This entire planet is connected. Everything here is connected. You have a stream from your source coming through you, creating the connection This stream, when allowed, pulls forth growth, positive energy, what you would call light, goodness. All life is pulled forth from this stream. When you allow yourself to become disconnected from your stream. We say when you allow the volume to be turned down on your stream, you experience discord. You experience unwanted manifestations. You seek relief, often not knowing where to attain this relief. We cannot speak to you directly through your television or your internet or your radio or from the heavens, as many think. We speak to you directly via a channel. This channel was chosen for his open mind, his openness to receive, his ability to discern and translate the message that we are given. This message has value. We want very much to communicate directly with the collective, those of you that are asking. We want to answer your questions. We want to provide guidance. We want you to know that we are not a deity. We are not looking to be worshipped or obeyed. We are here to assist. It is your choice to listen. It is your choice to participate. It is your choice which direction to take. We will never tell you that you are right or you are wrong. We will only offer guidance. David has set the intention to keep this brief. 
We wanted to introduce ourselves and let you know who we are. Listen to this message. Listen to David. Decide for yourself if this is a message that you wish to hear, that you want to continue to hear. And we will be here for you. That is all. Hello again. I am uh, back. So I uh, took a little break. I uh, took some time to go back and listen to what the channel message was. I don't know if I mentioned this or not in my intro, but I really, uh, I I often remember uh, just for a very short time uh, what happens in these channeling sessions. And uh, that's why it helps me to record them go back and listen afterward. I have to tell you that I always laugh at the uh, the accent that I take on or the, the voice that I take on, uh, but I will say that it's a lot better than what it used to be. Uh, it's a lot easier to hear and a lot easier to um, to tell what, what they're saying at this point. Uh, and again, when I speak longer, I pick up in my cadence and um, and it gets a lot smoother and, and I speak a lot faster, but I, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of time this go around. I really wanted them to keep it brief and, and they did. Uh, just a quick introduction. I will tell you that uh, the next podcast uh, coming up next week, uh, we are going to dive right into politics. I think that that's a huge uh, point of contention right now for many of you out there. Uh, they have a very interesting point of view regarding President Trump, his rise to power, uh, where his thought process is and what he's doing. Uh, this isn't just relevant to the United States. This is relevant to anyone who's listening because obviously it impacts the entire world. But I'll tell you that's a little different uh, message that you're going to get from them. So I uh, really look forward to sharing that with you next week. Uh, for right now, if you have questions and you'd like to send an email in, if there's something that you would like covered in a future podcast, you can email uh, the address that's set up right now is the stream of David at gmail.com. Uh, we do have a website coming, but it's not up yet. So for right now, we're using good old Gmail. So the stream of David at gmail.com. Uh, I will set an intention for any serious question that comes forth. Uh, and again, like I believe I covered earlier, if this sounds like something that's uh, positive to you and something that, uh, that you want to participate in, that's great. If it doesn't, uh, then simply turn it off and move on. There's lots of other uh, material out there. I'm not trying to sell anyone on anything at this point. Just sharing my stream with you. Thanks again.